It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome, everybody, to episode, I'm not sure, of season five of the Free Money podcast. We missed last week because we were on our way to Athens, which I think can be forgiven. But we're back this week for another round of picks. Uh, Matt here, Drew, we got Jay and Lyndon. I do want um, I do want to note before we get started that this might be the worst set of games, Drew, that I've ever seen in college football. I was looking through it. There's really not one game that I see that I think will be both A, competitive, and B, compelling. Of course, sometimes when that happens, things get wacky, but I'm not sure about this one. I just think it's going to suck. You know, I was pretty bummed to have a Saturday off in the middle of a season to watch some football, and I don't even think I'll bother watching, outside of Alabama, Tennessee, I don't think I'll even bother watching some of the other games. Yeah, it's pretty awful. So with that intro to get you excited about this week's games, uh, you know, the goal here is to get you excited to listen. Uh, we will bring in Jay and Lyndon. Jay, how are you doing? I've been a little better, um, but I'm, I'm hanging in there. I think I told both of you I've, I've battled COVID this week, but I'm on the, the downhill side. So I'm uh, I actually all I see when I look at these games this week, Matt, is money. Ooh. How? How bad was your COVID? Did you, did you, uh, was it difficult? Well, you know, I was, I was vaccinated. So I way worse than I thought it would be. Um, for last Friday and last Friday, I, I felt like somebody beat me with baseball bats. I had 102 temperature. It was not fun. And I really didn't have fun watching the UK game because I was still feeling pretty bad and cooped up by myself in my room. Um, but things are looking up. So I'm excited. Well, good. You know, uh, if you hadn't been vaccinated, then who knows, you know? Wouldn't want any part of that. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm glad you're okay. Um, well, you. that means two of the three of us have had COVID. Uh, Drew, what week are you going to get? It? I mean, maybe he's passing it to me through Zoom right now. <laughs> I hope you didn't get it today in a grant because I would hate <laughs> – to have that local restaurant get any bad publicity from you. So I'm just hoping that wherever you got it, it was not getting the uh, blackberry salad at vinaigrette. I don't think that's where I got it. <laughs> I can never tell. Every time I make a joke at Jay's expense, Drew, he sort of silently looks like he might murder me. Well, he wants to maintain a good relationship with vinaigrette. It's one of his favorite restaurants. Oh, I like that. Listen, they were a former advertiser. I like them, and I'm not trying to hold them hostage. Like, if you don't advertise again, we'll just say Jay got COVID at your place. That's not what I'm saying, but, Drew, I'm also not saying that, right? Correct. All right, Jay, I will let you get started. What's the first? Well, this is an interesting week. This, there's only 10 undefeated teams left, and this is the first week that all each of those 10 undefeated teams are all in the top 25. So what was um, that? Which one wasn't in the top 25? San Diego state popped in or not. Take that back. The only team that wasn't was 
Texas San Antonio. Okay, and then I guess is there is the ten count that Coastal Carolina lost last night? I uh, already already accounted for that. Okay, so ten. So I'll, I'll read them to you: Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Michigan, Oklahoma State, Michigan State, Wake Forest, SMU, San Diego State, and UT San Antonio. Drew, I would argue Wake Forest is the most surprising of that group. I mean, I don't know who UT San Antonio plays, or but but Wake Forest being undefeated is kind of nuts, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, really, with what we expected out of the ACC, even a team that's normally good like NC State, and I've been surprised by a lot of these teams that have kind of popped into the top 25 and are having good years. Yeah, but I, it's still don't, I don't give it much credibility because of how bad the uh, ACC is, and they barely beat Louisville at home. I mean, it was – they kind of got lucky to win. So, I'm not I, – I don't respect them yet, but we'll see. Um, all right, Jake, what is the first game? So, Matt, there's only four SEC games of note. Um, Arkansas is playing somebody that they don't even have a spread. So, we're actually going to start with LSU Ole Miss, which how many storylines are there in this game after us not being here last week? Right now, Ole Miss at home is favored by nine and a half. Last week, LSU surpassed the most yards ever gained on Florida, rushing 287, the running back Tyrion Davis-Price. Ole Miss ran a school record 101 plays against UT last week. Ole Miss minus nine and a half. So this is a battle of the coaches who have girlfriends that are co-eds which is very exciting for any, uh, anyone watching at home. So this is weird because nine and a half, I think that makes sense. It's at, did you say it was at Ole Miss? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I saw that Lane Kiffin said they haven't sold out. They've sold out one game in eight years at Ole Miss, which I find sort of amazing because it ain't that big a stadium. Um, but he was begging for this to be the second one. The only one they have, I guess, was Alabama a few couple years back. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say the LSU covers. I don't think they win, but I think they found something against Florida. I think Ole Miss is good, but I don't think they're unbeatable by any means. I, I still think Ole Miss probably wins the game, but I'm gonna say, Drew, it's a little closer than the nine and a half, and I'll take LSU to cover. Yeah, I think um, Ole Miss will be somewhat of a popular pick with all the chaos going on there down down there right now. Ole Miss still not playing a lot of defense. I think LSU will be able to move the ball on them. Uh, Ole Miss will win. Maybe Lane Kiffin will escape without getting hit with anything, even though it is a home game. But he's chaos has followed him a little bit this season too. But I think LSU covers. Well, we're going to start off all agreeing. I think nine and a half is way too much. I have already teased this game to um, 15 and a half. Um, so I'm going to go with LSU as well. The only thing that would make me a little hesitant on the tease is there's a world in which LSU, now that Orgeron is not going to be the coach next year, just nobody cares, and that they just get run off the field. I don't think that happens, but I do think that world exists where, like, you know, by the way, I hate that I've started saying there's a world in which that all started because of this woman named Liz Jaff, who was very nice to me, who helped me during the Mitch McConnell when I was thinking about that. And she said it about everything. 
everything drew was there's a world in which and now I say it and I, I hate it because it doesn't even make sense. Like it, we're not living in parallel universes, <laughs> but because of Liz, I say there's a world in which all the time and I hate it. You usually do it when you're making like predictions for Kentucky football. Like there's a world where they go down to Starkville. And... But I never used to say that ever. I mean, I ne- that was like, why would you ever say it? But because of Liz and she'd always be like, you know, there's a world in which Mitch McConnell gets kidnapped by aliens and the Senate seat is open and then you're the favorite. And I, like, that's what she would say. And now for some reason, I've picked it up. Maybe you can drop it. All right. Well, sorry. Uh, Jay, uh, so we're all with LSU there. What's your next one? Well, and the thing with the SEC, there's a lot of quarterbacks that could be out. And keep an eye on the Ole Miss spread because it's very possible the Mac crowd does not play in that game. We'll oh, move on. Oh, you hurt. Is that scoop? I mean, as of four hours ago, um, they were saying there's a, the plan in place if he can't play. Did he get what, hit with a mustard bottle? What does he have? Food poison? Well, I think, honestly, I think he got hurt. If you remember, he ran the ball like some unordinate amount of times against Tennessee. I, I forgot the number. But he, yeah. I think he got banged up. So I, there's, there's a possibility. I just looked again. There's a possibility he doesn't play. There is a world where he doesn't play. (laughs) There you go. That's it. Liz, what it? Jaffe? When somebody was sick, Liz Jaff, J-A-F-F. She's like a a Bernie person. The the, the really liberal people liked me because they didn't like Amy McGrath. But um, but, uh, my grandmother, when somebody had a disease that, or not a disease, but somebody had some sickness that they didn't know what it was, she would say, uh, Drew, they had palpedia of the punk. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. And I, one of these days, I want to bring it up on the radio to see why she, because like, I always felt like that was a weird thing for her to just make up. As a matter of fact, while Drew, while Jay's picking the next game, I'm going to look it up. I've been, you know, she said it my entire life, and I don't think I've ever Googled it. So go ahead. So the next game is going to be Tennessee at Alabama. We still don't know if Hendon Hooker is going to start it. Maybe Joe Milton. Um, Alabama's a 26-point favorite, and I do have a question for you all. When Tennessee comes to Lexington, does the student section dress as golfers? No, they're not that clever. I mean, I well, I mean, they may be dressed as golfers because they all already dress as golfers, all the frat boys, but, like, doing it for, like, a reason, I don't think so. By the way, I just looked up Palpita the Punk. It's not on Google which is like everything's on Google. That makes me may think my grandma literally created it out of thin air, by the that, way. And when I Googled uh, skin on the bone or whatever Ryan said on the show, Google had never heard of that either. So that's two sayings. That's two sayings just taken out of nowhere. Um, 26 and a half is a lot. I mean, I know Alabama's good, but I don't know if they're the Alabama that just gives people palpedia of the punk. And Tennessee can move the ball. I think they're going to be able to score a little. So give me the balls. I like the balls big in this, in terms of this may be my, I hate Tennessee, but I like money more than I hate Tennessee pick. And I'm taking the balls to cover that 26 and a half. I also think it's too high, but if Milton plays, it's not high enough because that guy's not good. And Tennessee looked bad when he was the starter. 
But assuming Hooker's a go, I agree. It's just it's too much uh, for, for this Bama team. I, I think we're learning they're not quite as elite as those of the past, although I still wouldn't want to run into them. I mean, I don't know if I can do this. If Hendon Hooker starts, I would take Tennessee. If Milton starts, uh, I would take Alabama. Um, if I have to choose one, I'll, I'll take thinking Joe Milton's going to start, but whatever. Next yeah, I mean, game. You don't think Tennessee can stay within 26 and a half? Not with Milton. I, I think I agree with what Drew just said. I, don't, I think Hendon Hooker's been that big a difference for him this year. Well, I think you all are drunk. Um, the, well, you uh, know what's Go ahead. Now, since you said that, I was going to, you know, I didn't get my glory from my 11 and 7 week where I went back, and I usually don't listen to the show afterward, but I think three picks, Matt said that you're insane, and I was 3-0 and on those picks. So I just wanted to give yeah, my little dig on go, you there. Didn't I go like 13-5? and five? No, you did not. Oh, okay. What did I go? Hold on, I got it right here. It wasn't good. I, mine was bad too. I can't remember. You exactly. you were five and eleven. Drew Whoa. was five and eleven. Five and eleven. Well, we said there was going to be separation two weeks ago. Five and eleven. Jay, you're so much better at this than us, and we're the experts. Um, and like, wow, that was that really brings me. I'm as shocked as I was when Madison told me he had he had sold sixty one shirts and didn't know where to get them, which I thought. Maybe I need- Maybe I need a shirt now. Good luck finding it. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And uh, you can get it. By the way, I have some breaking news that's not public yet, but a source tells me Ty Ty Washington is about to announce another NIL deal. This one with Fazoli's. Good, uh, nice local company. Good to see they're supporting the local team. It's interesting that Ty Ty is getting all of them. Do you think they're just like, what's the best freshman? Let me get that person. I'm a little surprised. You like, I mean, I'd say across the state at this point, Davion Mintz and is probably better known. But do you think that's weird at all that Ty Ty gets it? Yeah, from a popularity standpoint, standpoint, I think right now they're all mostly pretty equal. Now he might separate himself. Maybe they maybe they have a tip on how good he'll be, but I I don't know that he should be the obvious. You know, give him a Porsche, give him Fazoli's pick for all this. I'm about to say something that is a free money podcast only, a little bit like the Stoops Lemon thing. Okay. Uh, Drew and I have both agreed that Ty Ty looks like a television character from a show we both like. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'd be interested to see if anyone can guess the, the television character. And rather than don't put it on Twitter, you can text it to the text machine and let's see if anybody can get it. Because I don't think we've said that anywhere, right, Drew? No, I have it. I, yeah. I definitely know. I know who you're talking about, but I don't think we've talked about it. So 772-774-5254, the text machine. I'd be interested if you could guess, because it's not an easy guess. But what was funny is I think I picked it out, and Drew was like, yes, what a good call. But it's going to be hard to, to hard to pinpoint. And I want to see if anybody can guess it. Jay and Lyndon, do you have a guess? I don't. I'm looking right now, and I don't have a guess. Well, when you see it, you will know it. But it's also something we can't say in public. Right? Would you agree, Drew? Yes. Which also, that should give you a hint. 
And it's not uh, James Gandolfini. <laughs> Wait a minute, you think you know Jay? No. Well, okay. I, I think I know your hint, but I, I like I'm in the vicinity, oh, but I like my mind's going. I will be shocked if anybody gets this. But if they do, I will I will text you back and say congratulations. All right, go ahead. What's the next? South Carolina oh, off their once you see it, you won't be able to get it out of your mind. Go ahead. South Carolina off their huge one point victory over Vandy travels to number 17, Texas AM. Texas A&M is a 20 and a half point favorite. Man, that's a lot. I was going to say anything 17 or under, I'd take A&M. I got to take A&M. South Carolina sucks. And uh, A&M, have they, what did they do? Did they play last week or were they off? They beat, it was a Mississippi State. They beat, handled them pretty well. Was that right? Well, Alabama that beat them, right? What, what did oh. A&M? No, A&M uh, played Missouri last week. That's right. Then they beat them pretty well. That's right. I'll take AM. Don't love it, but I'll take it. And with my five and eleven record last week, I don't know how you could go against me. Uh yeah, we definitely have some big spreads here, but I actually like this one because I think South Carolina is just outright terrible. And if I'm not mistaken, AM covered this amount at Missouri last week. So AM with the win at Alabama may be on to something. And they're definitely looking to beat up on some teams after how the year started. So I'll go AM too. Yeah, so Luke Doty's out. So Zach Nolan, the grad transfer, the, the, the guy that was supposed to be the coach is in. Um, my bet of the week here is Texas A&M minus six and a half first quarter. I am huge on that. Um, you know, I was worried. Alabama is minus seven and a half. I, I failed to mention that in against Tennessee. I don't, I don't like the half there, but um, I, I like Texas A&M here. I think that they've, you know, their backup Calzada has kind of got his footing going and, and they can actually reel off some wins here. I was talking to somebody in Athens and I cannot remember who it was that told me they have bet because of you, Jay, the Alabama first quarter every game this year. And they said they would buy you a beer when they saw you. That was before you had COVID. They probably wouldn't buy it for you now. But um, but uh, when you recover that they said they wanted because they said you won them a lot of money with that. Can I tell you a funny story about the podcast? So yes. when I when I was at the uh, LSU game, um, there was I was in in line at the restroom, and there was a lady in front of me, and I, you know I was by my, and she held up her phone and she was listening to the Free Money podcast. <laughs> First of all, why was if you were in line for the restroom, why was there a woman in front of you? Which restroom did you go well, to? They, these were the, the porta potties, unisex. Okay. It didn't matter. I was like, um, well. One of you was in the wrong line or else Kentucky's gotten much more progressive at the football games than I thought. And I even asked you, and they would not believe me that I was on the podcast. So oh, you said, I, oh, wait a minute. Now that I like this. So you, so you, you heard, you heard her listen and said, that's me. Yeah. I said, I are it. you listening? Yeah. And I go, I go, that's me. And she goes, you're not Drew and Matt. I said, I know, but I'm, I'm this other guy. And she, her name is, I even put it in my phone, Renee and Aaron were in front of me and they didn't believe me, Matt. Wow. Well, you know, look at that. You've reached the level of stardom where people don't believe you're even yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, Renee and Linda, is that what you said? No, Aaron. Aaron. 
Well, same thing. Renee and Aaron, thank you for listening. And next time you're peeing with Jay and Lyndon, know that that is actually him. Next game, Mississippi State goes to Vandy. Vandy was had given up 104 points and not scored until they hung 20 last week on South Carolina. Mississippi State against Alabama had 300 yards passing, but had 299 total yards. Mississippi State's favored by 20 and a half. I like Vandy to cover this. I think uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give Mississippi State, or I wouldn't get like make Mississippi State cover twenty and a half against anybody. They almost lost Louisiana Tech. They did lose to Memphis. Um, so I'm not. I'm not. Even though it's Vandy, Vandy should have beaten South Carolina. They're turning the corner, and uh, I think they cover the twenty and a half. I can't believe we even have to talk about this. This sounds like a horrible game, but. Does Starkville travel to Nashville for that? Will there be people there? Uh, yes, I bet. Because Nashville's now become like poor man's Vegas. So, yes. Uh, I guess I'll go Mississippi State, but they'll probably end up winning by a field goal. Are these 20 and a half point spreads, uh, not a lot of fun. But give me the Bulldogs and never in my life would I put money on this. Vanderbilt had their heart pulled out of their chest against South Carolina. I mean, you could, their players thought they were going to win. I, I think they're done. I'm taking Mississippi State here. To cover the 20 and a half. Yes, sir. All right. Look at you. What's our next one? We're going to move on to the ACC where Clemson travels to upstart Pittsburgh, where Kenny Pickett has become uh, – the, the best quarterback in Pennsylvania. Um, who would have thought at the beginning of the year that Pittsburgh would be a three and a half point favorite against Clemson? I like that Jay and Lyndon has become such a pro. He uses phrase like upstart, you know, like that's what you would see. Like that's what Reese Davis would say on game day. You know, they're headed to the upstart Pittsburgh Panthers. Um, yeah. You know, that's tough. Pittsburgh used to play Clemson good even when Clemson was good I think they beat them one of the years I think they came close another year but this feels like one of those games where it's a traditional power everybody bets against them and says that the other team is an upstart and will take them and then the traditional power shows up and plays well so I'm going to take Clemson to cover the three and a half turn uh, I'm going to go the other way and take Pittsburgh. I, I watched their entire game against Tennessee. They're pretty good. They've pummeled a few teams recently, just went to Virginia Tech and played well. Um, I agree that it kind of seems like a trying to get baited into this, but I, I do think they win. I think Clemson's reign is over. I disagree. I, I've actually – this will be one of the bigger bets that I bet this year, and I'm betting on Clemson. I just Pittsburgh has not played anybody of note and I think they're not going to be ready for Clemson's defense. I'm taking Clemson. I watched that Tennessee game and I, I remember, I feel like, didn't they like block two punts or something in that game to win? Um, so I, yeah, I just, it feels like, look, I think Clemson as a team that can win the national championship is about done even going forward. But ACC sucks. Pittsburgh 
barely beat Tennessee, and that's the best comparison I can have. So I, I'm with you. I like that you say it's one of the biggest bets of the weekend. So if it's a big bet for Jay and Lyndon, Drew, we're talking how many stacks? Like five, six stacks? Is that what we're looking at? I, I, I have no idea what kind of money he's putting down here, but I know he goes out to eat a lot, so it must be a lot of money. My goodness, that's like – Watch out, kids. Daddy's got to get Clemson in order to to buy shares in Jeff Ruby. So uh, what's next? Boston College comes to Louisville. Louisville is favored by six right now. Boston College is four and two, but they've started 0-2 in the ACC, and they got pounded by NC State. What do you think, Louisville minus six? Yeah, that's tough, too. I mean, I – I don't know. Boston College beat Missouri at the end, but then Missouri sucks. And I've won a pretty good amount of money on Louisville this year. I feel like Vegas is starting to catch up that Louisville's, even though they're three and three, they're not terrible. But I'll still so but I'll still take Louisville to cover. I don't think Boston College is good at all. And you look at Louisville's schedule, they kind of need to win this game to be certain to make a bowl. This is like they're kind of – I mean, they can make it without this, but then they'll have to pull an upset. So, I feel like this is the, this is a rally the troops game and Louisville covers. Uh, I had a couple weeks of putting money on Louisville. It worked out, but I'm tired of doing that because that's, that's dirty money. I don't want my hands in that. So, I'm going the other way. I'm taking Boston College to cover. Uh, I agree Louisville's probably a little better than we give them credit for, but I think Boston College is pretty good too, even though it, uh, Missouri did keep that one close up there. But I'll take Boston College to cover the spread. I also know that Louisville's probably, as much as I hate them, they're probably two plays away from being five and one. I mean, they 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 should have beat Wake, and then Virginia, they gave it away against Virginia. So, I, I mean, they could easily be five and one, by the way. You know, it pains me to do it, Drew. Um but I'm going to take Louisville here. Um, and who knows? I mean, is there a path that Louisville could get in the top 25 before they play us? Uh, they have to beat Clemson, I think. But um, but if they beat Clemson, yeah. But, I mean, their schedule, who they still play, Jay? It's, it's weird because they could win every game and they could lose every game, I think. Um, let me pull it up here. Uh, Louisville football schedule. They play Boston. Think- I don't think Boston has the wins. They're going to lose at NC State. They'll probably lose to Clemson. They'll probably beat Syracuse and Duke. So, yeah, exactly. They kind of need to win this game to make a bowl. If you assume they lose to us, NC State, and Clemson, this is the game to get in a bowl. And I know they have three and three record, but their three wins are against, like, Florida State, Eastern, and who's the other one? They're not really jumping off the page. Central Florida. Florida. Yeah. Central Florida. Yeah. Those are, those are some so pretty bad big, teams. I mean, this, for them, this is kind of like that Mississippi State game was for us uh, five or six, five or six years ago, where you kind of think, look, he's got to win this game. So it'll be interesting. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Next, we've got NC State traveling to really disappointing Miami. Um, I love that the backup quarterback for Miami, Tyler Van Dyke, who took the place of Derek King, came out and said that he doesn't think they're going to have a problem with NC State's defense. NC State's defense is rated best in the ACC. NC State's favored by three at Miami. Yeah, I mean – Okay, so if Miami had anything resembling a home crowd, I would like it, but they don't. So it might as well be out played out in the ocean. So uh, that's why I'm going to take NC State. They're better. I don't see a scenario where the crowd matters. And NC State, I actually think is pretty decent. You know, they lost to Mississippi State, which was, uh, you know, somewhat of an upset to people. But since then, they've played pretty well. I think they're, what, 5-1 and one now? Um, and I think they're going to win the ACC. So I'm going to take NC State. I'm going to go with Miami, even though they've been disappointing. Uh, their losses have been pretty close. Uh, Michigan State went down there and beat them. I've made some good money on them. I think they're a good team. Heck, there's now talk of their coach going to LSU. So I just think Miami hadn't been as bad as it seems. And NC State is 5-1, and one, and happy for them that they're in the top 25. But I just I can't figure out the competition in the ACC. They all seem to be about the same to me. So I'm going to go with uh, Miami with this one being at home and them needing to get a big win. Yeah, I'm worried here. I'm, I'm agreeing with Matt a lot today, um, but I, I really like NC State here. And well, excuse me, you're worried. You're agreeing with me. We both went five and eleven, and when we split, you got to pick one of us. So why wouldn't you pick me? There's going to be a lot of coaching vacancies. Would you agree with yeah, that? Question, Drew. He just skips over to talking about the coaching carousel. He, he didn't want any part of the, the beef. What about the coaching carousel? <laughs> I'll just stick by my numbers. I'm all good. No, 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 the coaching carousel. What do you have? No, I was just going to say, I mean, if Miami, if, if Manny Diaz loses that game, I mean, there's going to be a lot of big jobs on the table for the, this year. I mean, you, the, ne- the next game we were going to do was um, USC. I mean, that's another big job that's probably going to be out there. You're going to have USC, LSU, Miami. What else? There's got. I think there's one more, isn't it? Uh, well, that might be it. But then you assume that the people that get those jobs will probably have decent jobs, and so you're going to. I think you're going to see a lot of a, a, a lot of movement. Um, 
you know, across the, uh, across the country. It's sad for Manny Diaz, who I, of course, interviewed him on the Paul Feinbaum show right after he was hired. And I assumed that with that interview, he would launch into a very successful career, Drew, and it just hasn't happened for him. I think your KSR cursed him, and it didn't help. When I walked in, you said we're interviewing Miami's coach, Manny Diaz, and I didn't know if you meant the Marlins, the Heat, the Dolphins, the Hurricanes, what sport at the Hurricanes, Miami, Ohio. I didn't know who it was. Yeah, it was – you were like, uh, I didn't know Miami had a hockey team, and like, no, it's actually their football coach. That was a really hard – that's when I learned the questions I didn't have to start using on countdown to kickoff where you're like, you know, coach, your team is known for one. Th- if your team was known for one thing, coach, what would it be? Those are good questions. Cause like, you don't have to know anything about them to ask stuff like that. What's next? Well, we, we said USC Notre Dame, um, okay. USC sits at three and three. This game, the winner gets, a shillelagh. Do you know what that is? I had to look this up today. So and I wish like, you did. Oh, I thought it. No, that is it a shillelagh that's in the mountains, like a cabin? No, it's not. That's a, what's that one? No, it's a shillelagh. Does anybody know what that what's is? That, what's that that's a, like a place in the cabin? You could, people a chalet. A chalet is what you're thinking of. A chalet. Because people say they go to Gatlinburg and get, maybe it's just in Middlesbrough, they'd say they were getting a shillelagh. <laughs> <laughs> i bet that's what it is actually that's where i heard it is people in millsboro go we're going to gatlinburg and get a shillelagh um i don't know what a shillelagh is what is it it is a gaelic war club and every time the usc wins they put like an um what, what's the maroon stone and every time notre dame wins they put like an emerald on it i wish uk had more stuff like this with the rivals yeah, I wish we could bring back the bourbon barrel. I mean, I understood why they got rid of it, but it feels like it's been a while. We could do that. Be nice. That would be a good KSR post one day, Drew, if you don't have anything. What you would create for each of our rivals. Like, what's the Kentucky Vandy thing? Oh, that'd be uh, good. That would be a good one. I don't know what uh, – I, I won't try to be funny. You'd be better at that than me. But uh, Notre yeah, Dame's so minus seven here. I like Notre Dame big here. I think USC sucks. And uh, Notre Dame, because they lost to Cincinnati, everybody's given up on them. But there's still still a lot of talent there. I'll take Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame, they've had some scary situations. Heck, Toledo almost beat them. Uh, Purdue gave them everything. Uh, they didn't – they just played uh, at Virginia Tech, I guess. That was two weeks ago. But I still think they're a good team. They're not the elite where they were ranked high in the season, but they're good enough to, to handle USC. So I'll take Notre Dame here. Clean sweep. I've got Notre Dame as well. Then we'll turn to uh, the Pac-12. Oregon goes to UCLA. Um, Oregon has, you know, has had that OT loss to Stanford, had a, a close win against Cal. I mean, UCLA is really hanging their win on their, their LSU win at the beginning of the year. UCLA is a one-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, that's tough. I like Oregon. I think this is a game. Oregon still has a shot at the playoff if they win. It's a small shot, but it's a shot. If they lose, the Pac-12 is pretty much out. Uh, I think the Pac-12 referees are notorious for trying to keep their teams in it when they have a playoff shot. UCLA, 
you know, if they're ever going to get a crowd, it'll be for this game, but they never get a crowd for their football games. Um, I'm going to take Oregon to, uh, to cover. I'm a little surprised even you, uh, UCLA is the favorite. I am too. I like Oregon a lot here. I mean, if you look at the, their two non-conference wins between these schools, you got UCLA beat LSU in the first game of the year when Coach O probably had his girlfriend's kids practicing the day before, and Oregon has gone to Ohio State and really put it on them. So just looking at that and then their record since against their in-conference play is pretty similar. So I'm going to go with Oregon. I, I think they're a good team. Like Matt said, they're still alive in the big picture. Clean sweep. I've got Oregon as well. Next game, Cincinnati, first time in their history, ranked second in the nation, travels to Navy to see the triple option. Cincinnati's favored by 27 and a half. So the thing about the triple option as a football guru like myself is that it uh, really hurts teams that are not disciplined. And everything I've heard about Cincinnati is that they are disciplined that fickle uh, part of why they're good is they're very precise in what they do. So I will take, and I think Navy's bad this year. I think they're actually really bad. They only have um, one win. Yeah. And I, and Cincinnati, this will be one of those games that if you're a Cincinnati fan, you go to, cause it's like, Hey, we'll go be patriotic and, you know, do it for the troops, which I'm sure the troops care if Cincinnati fans go to the game. But um so I'm going to take the uh, the Bearcats to cover the 27. I never take teams to cover numbers this high, but I'm taking it this to game. I'm going to go the other way, even though I think Navy's pretty bad. I think they'll keep the clock going and play decent enough defense to keep from getting blown out. Cincinnati will win by a lot, but four touchdowns is too much for me here. Uh, Navy, even in losses, they can keep it a low-scoring game. So I'll go Navy covers, but still loses pretty big. I'm going to go Cincinnati here. I think, you know, their, their first week with a lot on the line um, with a number two ranking, I'm going to stick with them. You talk about what? Notice the little pattern here. Jay agrees with me and he hates you. It's all right. That's not true. Uh, no, I mean, just that look at the facts are the facts. No, I mean, it's, 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 you pick the people you like. That's what happens in these games. So I think you've, you've made your selections. So since we talked triple option, we're going to go one more. Wake Forest, who we talked about earlier, travels to Army. And this will be interesting. The spread is Wake Forest minus three. So with the triple option, I looked this up. Wake Forest rushing defense is ranked 13 of 14 in the ACC. You look at that spread and you go, what? How's Wake Forest undefeated against Army and it's a three-point game? I have learned in the NFL this year that when I see a spread and I go, what? Take the other side. So I'm taking Army to cover the spread. I don't know why. Every little, everything that I would think you would do would be to pick Wake Forest. But that is telling me to go the other way. I will take the Army cadets to cover and I guess maybe even win. Oh, I don't really know on this one. I you're kind of talking me into it a little bit. Um, didn't Army just went into Wisconsin as a pretty big underdog and played them really close, I think even within a touchdown. I think I'll go Army here too, even though Wake's undefeated. Eventually, I just don't believe in them as being that good. Eventually, they have to stumble a little bit. So I'm going to go Army. Clean sweep. Army. <laughs> Army. 
You know, the armed forces, just so you know, I, I support the troops. And that pick should have uh, should be should be positive of that. Let's take a break here for a second and talk about mybookie.ag. If you would like to make bets, let's say you want to bet on Army because you are patriotic, or maybe you hate the troops and want to bet on Wake Forest, go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code Free Money and you get up to two hundred dollars. You'll get it back. Now I, I keep saying this. They, you you don't just put in $200. They give you $200 and you can take it out. I feel like that should be common sense, but a lot of you keep writing. me. You got to bet that $200 they gave you first. And so you end up having to bet $400. But once you do that, then you win and you can take the money out. But it would be a bad business model for, you to, for them to give you $200 and you could just take it out. But mybookie.ag is your way to do it. We all use it. We make our money with it, uh, not me and Drew necessarily because we lose a lot, but everyone else, Jay does. So go to mybookie.ag. The promo code is free money. Um, so we, uh, we, we, we've been doing, when I was in Athens, Drew, had a lot of people coming up to me playing the Stoops versus Lemon game. Mm-hmm. the amount of lemon supporters are huge. And that was even after he took his shirt off and ran around during the pregame show, still very, very high. Everyone seems to agree with Tiffany McNabb that it is because he would work harder. And uh, it is, I think it's really been a boost to ride to see all the sport. It really has. And I've been, I'm still getting people like, Hey, by the way, I want to log a vote for Ryan. It's like, I, we can move on. Like I, he's this, we're throwing the towel. It's over. He's up by a million in the vote count. But I, I too have been very shocked. Now he needs to take on somebody else. We we need another. This is there another person that it makes sense to go against? Like, would Ryan have any chance against Cal? <laughs> There's only one way to find out. Well, all right. So how about this? Ryan versus Cal. Or Ryan versus Barnhart. Oh, he's it, that'd be another uh, whooping. I, I think him versus Cal is a fair fight. Mitch is very handsome, though. He is. But I think the people playing this game, uh, you know, probably not like minded with Mitch. Might like have a beer I mean, ball game, or I think Mitch, whatever he does, leaves the top button buttoned on his shirt, no matter what happens. So that probably hurts him in this game. Yeah, we do. All have- right, so now we. We have someone Lim- who loves to be shirtless yeah. versus someone who loves to be shirtless versus someone who wants it as high up as possible. This is, this is a war. <laughs> That's right. Well, well Mitch will be that Mitch will be next week. Okay. I assume that Lemon takes Capaluda. He is now also taken Stoops. So now Lemon versus Cal. I think this is going to be a lot closer of a fight. I think Cal got the slick back hair, but I would say to you before you pick Cal. Look at post-COVID Cal versus post-COVID uh, Lemon and say Lemon versus Cal. Where do you think the people are going, Drew? Just after the sport we've gotten, or not the sport we've gotten, but the votes we've heard from people, I don't I don't think he could be beaten by many people. And I know Cal is Mr. Popular in this state, but Lemon's on a heater right now. And, you know, the heart wants what it wants, and the women have spoken. Lemon versus Rand Paul. We might get to Lemon versus Bradley Cooper before this uh, season's over. He's he is he is a complete uh, 
a complete hottie. All right, so uh, Jay, what is our Louisville restaurant of the week? Do you have another uh, hidden gym? Well, I actually have a Lexington restaurant because, oh! I, you know, I spent the night in Lexington after the LSU game and I went to Ramsey's for breakfast and I forget how good that Ramsey's big breakfast is after a UK win the Sunday morning. It, it, dude, it's really good. Like it's legit good. I feel like we're running out of picks if you're now to Ramsey's. I feel like next time you're going to tell me Malone's, then maybe uh, in a few weeks we get KS Bar. Uh, but Ramsey's is very good. I, I agree. And it's and to be fair, Drew, it's sometimes easy to forget Ramsey's because all these new hotshot restaurants come out, come, come into play, and you forget Ramsey's has been bringing it for a long time. And my favorite thing about Ramsey's breakfast, the big platter, is they're like, well, how many eggs do you want? All of them. How many pieces of bacon do you want? All of them. How many pancakes do you want? All of them. I want the maximum of every category that you'll give me. Like, who goes in there is like just one egg and one bacon. It's all the same price. Get it all. Get a smorgasbord. I, I missed the one on Maxwell, though, because that was that was kind of I felt like that was sort of the centralized place. And I think since that place, since Ramsey's left there, everything's kind of been cursed that's been there. Because I feel like, Drew, that was supposed to be that was supposed to be Ramsey's. Yeah, I would say my last several visits were probably the one out in Nicholsville Road um, in that shopping center. So how many are left? You got the one there, that's Zandale. There's actually one out Harrodsburg Road past Man of War. Yeah. It's kind of hidden back there. Are there any others? You got the one over, it's another shopping center I don't know the name of, but off Manowar, a little bit before you get to Hamburg. Tate's Creek, or no, Hamburg too. And then there's one in Tate's Creek and Palomar too. I feel like that one's kind of taken over as the flagship store, the Tate's Creek one. It's still got the older feel. That was the one. What was our women's basketball coach's name? The woman, uh, what was her name? Mickey DeMoss. Mickey DeMoss. That was the one after every win she would take that place over and it became like party central. It was like DeMoss unplugged. Every women's basketball win on a Sunday, Sunday night at that Ramsey's on Tate's Creek was a, was a place to be. And I feel like they always have corn days at Ramsey's and I still don't really know what corn days is, but they're always flying a big sign for it. <laughs> well, so there you go. There's your, there's your uh, I, I, I sort of mocked Jay and we ended up, been a good Ramsey's discussion actually so so and I think exciting. we covered I think we covered every location that was a good free ad for uh Ramsey's the one on Harrodsburg Road is easy to not know it's there because it's back like and you know what's weird is there are so many people that live out Harrodsburg Road past Man of War and there are no restaurants out there there's like a Sonic and there's a Ramsey's and that's it I think if I were a, a, a developer I would put restaurants out there Drew yeah, two of my good friends live out there, and it's getting a little better, but it's still pretty thin. I think there's a nice Mexican restaurant. There used to be a Rincon. I'm not sure if it's still there, but it, it's it's trying to improve. Yeah. Anyway, all right, Jay, you're up. Well, I do miss the one at Maxwell. That's the one that I got introduced to it. I do wish there was a Ramsey's in Louisville. I think that would go over really well because there's not a lot of great breakfast spots in Louisville, to be honest with you. Feels, that feels like a very Lexington kind of place, though. Louisville is sort of like. They really don't they don't do down home in Louisville except like they do sort of like 
soul food, like black down home, but like kind of southern down home like Rams, they don't really do in Louisville, do they? Yeah, there, there's not a lot of stuff like that. That's why maybe they that bring was, one here. Maybe they would have been like maybe out in Fern Creek. I bet it would do well in Fern Creek. Maybe. <laughs> you didn't seem to agree with that suggestion. It just feels like that's a Fern Creek thing. But all right, but anyway, go ahead. So are we moving on to the NFL? Uh, let me see what time we got. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Okay. Um, I know you're all having um, people at the KS Bar tonight for the Denver-Cleveland game. So we're going to start there. Denver is 21-6 and all-time against Cleveland. It is the current uh, owning you statistic. They, they, uh, they have the best winning percentage against Cleveland of any, of any teams in the NFL. Cleveland starting off three and three, but their losses have been to Kansas City, Arizona, and LA Chargers. Case Keenum is going to be starting for Cleveland. Cleveland's minus two. I like Cleveland. I think the Broncos suck. Um, and I know it's Case Keenum, but I'm not sure that Baker Mayfield is great, and yet they still are a pretty good team. So I'm going to take the Browns. I think the Broncos are bad. And uh, I think you're going to see this is going to be a, a good Browns happiness. By the way, I saw CB, you know, our friend who runs Tilted Kill through, mm-hmm. and he's a Browns fan. And I was like, hey, man, you got a big game tonight. And he was like, oh, it's not my team. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I mean, we're starting our second string quarterback. And I was like, yeah, but it's still your team. And he was like, no, nah, man, I don't like to put my energy unless it's a starter. I just felt like that was a weird way to be a fan. It's like, <laughs> well, unless starting quarterback i'm really not into the game well this one for me i haven't seen their most recent injury report but i think nick chubb's also out they had like 11 players out beckham Clowney. i feel like every player i knew on their team was on the injury report so i'm gonna assume they're all a lot of them aren't playing and i'll go denver but if they get most of those guys to play even if baker mayfield go i'd like the browns but having knowing that they have so many questionable i'll go denver here you know, I feel like Case Keenum is the guy that in pickup basketball you wouldn't want guarding you. Like, he'd be all up in your face, like, just driving you nuts the whole game. But he was rated the the best backup that is not starting yet before the season. And I, I just have a feeling he's good, he's ready. So I'm going to go with Cleveland minus the two here. Hey, where did, who rated him that? Where did you see that? In Backups Illustrated? Yeah, I, I Googled it, backup quarterback rankings, and uh, he he was ranked fifth, but the four people that are ahead of him are already starting for their respective teams. Swear, like, in like 13 years, we'll be doing this, and they'll still have Case Keenum quarterbacking some team. I feel like he's – and he's going to be the backup. I feel like he's perpetually going to be a backup. I mean, nothing shocked me more than when I was out at KS Bar and Russell Wilson got hurt and Geno Smith came in because I thought – he retired 10 years ago. And then he came in and I was like, are you kidding me? That's going to be Case Keenum one day, sort of like, you know, syphilis or gonorrhea. It never totally goes away. I think that's what it's going to be like with Case Keenum. Uh, how do you feel about the Browns not having Jedrick Wills tonight? Does that, uh, you took the Browns. Will that throw off your play? Uh, according to Ryan, that hurts the crowd. I like that Ryan thought, we'd have to kick people out out of the door if Jedrick Wills was playing. He was like, maybe had Jedrick Wills, it'd be, I'm like, 
listen, I like Jedrick Will as much as the next guy, but I've never thought of him as an attendance getter. But on to the next play. Your silence. Like I say something. I thought Jay was about to say the next play. We're waiting on Jay to talk, and Jay's just like, nope, not going to say a word. (laughs) I thought thought Drew was getting ready to say something. Um, So we'll use Drew's team. Kansas City travels to Tennessee this week. Um, It's the worst start Kansas City's had in the Mahomes era. They're three and three. Tennessee actually holds the longest active win streak against Kansas City, which is three games. On the road, Kansas City's a five and a half point favorite. I believe that Kansas City is something like one in 15 in their last 16 games against the spread, or it's something insane like that. Uh, and at some point, you think people would learn their lesson. So I'm taking Tennessee to cover, even though I can see the Chiefs winning. At some point, the streak is just so majestic, you have to give in. I think, I think they were, I think they were 0-5 against the spread instead of last week, until last week. But um, but I think they did cover last week by a point or something. But I'm still going to take Tennessee. I, I worry about Tennessee's defense pretty bad, especially against that Chiefs offense. But I, I feel like people still don't give Derrick Henry enough credit for what he's doing right now. He's leading, His yards after contact are higher than any other running back's total yards right now. And – Maybe the Chiefs win that game, but the Titans always seem to play close. Sometimes they lose a field, miss a field goal. Sometimes they make a field goal. So I'll take the Titans to cover. And please start putting more respect on Derrick Henry's name. One of the things I would least want to do in sports is try to tackle Derrick Henry. I told you all I dug deep this week since I've had COVID. Kansas City has been blitzed less this year than than any other team and they attribute it to that Mahomes is good scrambling and he's really struggled making decisions Tennessee is in the bottom half of the league in blitzes and I think this is a perfect game for Vrabel I'm going to take Tennessee as well here plus the five and a half here's something crazy it's playoffs start today Chiefs wouldn't be in that's insane I know that's insane like I think everybody still sort of thinks they're the best team and they would not be in the playoffs if it started today. What's next? Cincinnati Bengals travel to Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I feel like Cincinnati had their validation game. A lot of people picked against them last week, Detroit, and they blew them off the field. Um, Baltimore is favored by six. They've won uh, three games in a row. Uh Turkey Hunter went to the Bengals Packers game and he said that it was the drunkest and angriest he's ever seen a human being, human beings. And he basically said, he thinks that there may not be a scarier place in the United States than the Bengals stadium during a game, which I found interesting. I haven't been to a Bengals game in a long time, but he said there were just fights everywhere. And it just felt like at any given moment, it was going to be Mad Max or something in the Thunderdome there. Uh, Matt, I agree with this. I, years ago, I took my son to a Bengals noon game I'm a, to see the Cowboys, and I was scared for my son's life. Like, <laughs> they, I'm not kidding. It was the drunkest people at 11 a.m. on planet Earth. He was like, I don't know how people get that drunk by noon start. Um, but he, he said it was just an unbelievable sight and that when last call comes, 
people buy like 10 for the road so that they can, uh, so they can, but anyway, um, I'm going to take the Ravens. I love Lamar. He's on my fantasy team and he's really good. The Ravens are the number one seed and can keep that. If they keep playing like this, give me the Ravens to cover, even though I think the Bengals are better than they've been. I got caught up hearing about the Bengals and reminded me of all the Bills fans I saw fighting and completely forgot what the spread was. Was it six? Yes. Six? Yeah, I'm going Ravens. Um, I love to watch Lamar struggle, but uh, him being at home in this one in a division game, I'll take the Ravens if I can get it under a touchdown. Do you really not like Lamar? I mean, I'm totally – like, I'm, I love it. Are you really just not into him? No, at all? I don't dislike him. I, I enjoy watching him in the NFL, but I do laugh when he fumbles. I can't help but laugh when he fumbles. But I don't have any animosity towards Lamar in the NFL, just when he plays the Titans. But I'll take Baltimore as well. Um, next game will be two teams that are probably the best two win teams left. Indianapolis travels to San Francisco. San Francisco's coming off a of bye. San Francisco's favored by four over Indianapolis. I like the 49ers big here. Colts uh, got kind of a stupid win last week. 49ers, I think, are still underappreciated. I think when Jimmy G gets back, they're still really good. Uh, I know Trey Lance isn't the best yet, but I, I will take the 49ers uh, to, to win and cover at home. I'm going to take the 49ers, too. I, I thought the Colts would be good this year. I mean, they still have a lot of good pieces, but I don't know why anyone in the world would want Carson Wentz on their football team, and they did. And uh, they're really seeming to mess up what could have been a good year, so I'm going to keep rooting against them and betting against them. True. I actually disagree with you here. I think Carson Wentz is actually pretty good. Like, I, I think he takes a lot more heat than he should. One of the stats that I dug up this week that has stuck with me 18% of NFL games end in a three-point um, – in three-point. So, let's just say San Francisco wins. I'm going to take my four points and get my win with Indy. I'm taking Indy here plus four. Next game is Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas is a three-point favorite. Uh, this will be the first game since Zach Ertz was traded to the Cardinals. Las Vegas is hard to figure out. You know, they, they, Matt, they lost to your Bears. What do you think here? Uh, the Raiders gonna, have had a coaching carousel, too. Yeah, this is going to have to be my last one. I like the Raiders. Their coach looks like one of the sons of anarchy. Um, he apparently, like, is, like, the most fun guy to be around. Like, they said that the players jump on his shoulders before the games, which I would really like to watch. Uh, I think, you know, Apparently, Gruden was an ass, so leave everything else aside. They may just be glad he's gone. So, uh, I think that rallies a troop, and I think the Eagles suck. So, I'll take the Raiders. Yeah, I have no uh, Raiders sources in that locker room, but they were close to a touchdown underdog last week and went to Denver and won by 10. That kind of tells me they might be ready to play for this new coach. So, you know, I'm going to see what happens now, and I think Philly's pretty bad, so I'll take the Raiders in this one, too. And before Gruden got fired, the Raiders, besides the Bears game, had played really well. Should have beaten the Ravens, and it just didn't come through. So, uh, you know, I, I think they might be good. You know, I, 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 Philadelphia's hung in there this year. I've actually won some money on them. Um, Hurts is coming, in, coming into zone. I'm going to take Philadelphia. All right, well. I, that will be my lock of the year. Matt and Drew are right. Jay is wrong. Five and 11 comeback. 
uh, will be the, the, the Raiders covering that spread. Since if there's one thing we've shown this year, it's that we're better at this than Jay. But, uh, Jay, thank you very much. I hope you continue to get on the mend. And by next week, uh, you can give us other wonderful tips and restaurant recommendations. You got it. All right. Drew, I will see you tomorrow as Boone Contracting. Boone Contracting. Boone's Boone's Contracting. <laughs> get your meat chopped. Get your hair flopped. We'll see you later. This has been Free Money Podcast. <laughs> money, 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 money.